If you travel, you know how to really go off the grid. Like no cell service in your room, off the grid. You know which remote retreats have the best herbal baths, sound baths, and ice baths. Because when you set up your out-of-office, you mean it. Because when you're the escape artist, vacation is all about resting, meditating, drinking water, and minding your own businessing. The Delta Sky Miles Platinum American Express card. If you travel, you know. Learn more at go.amex slash you know. When you're constantly on the move, it's not just pits that break a sweat. From your armpits to your thighs and everywhere in between, new whole body deodorant cream and sticks from Shea Moisture are your secret weapon to staying fresh and confident all day long. Made from melanin-rich skin and packed with plant-based goodness, embrace a new era of freshness with whole body and stick deodorants from Shea Moisture. Find them at your nearest Walmart and walmart.com. And when you do, your whole body's covered. Welcome to the friends. Every time I'm in the zone. My name is Dustin. I'm Francesca, also known as Hey Friend Hey. My name is Asante. This is the friends all. Let's start the show. I'm Dustin Ross. This is the friend zone. And here's the news that you can use. First up. After yet another black man who ain't did nothing was murdered by police in Atlanta, a Wendy's restaurant was burned down. Surprisingly, city of Atlanta mascot of emotions, Shekinah Joe, didn't cry this time like she did over Gucci and Lennox Mall. Instead, issuing a statement saying, Wendy's messed my stomach up! (laughs) (laughs) Next. Damn you. (laughs) Next. B. Simone, and the B stands for borrow, plagiarized the shit out of some into me I see as basic motivational quotes. Hey, hey, and has hey. Not- <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> so, <laughs> since she plagiarized, <clears throat> since she plagiarized, she has now apologized. But she stole that too. Because Anita mm. Ben said, I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh. finally, <clears throat> Tamara Maori said that her and the blacker twin have been trying to work on a wow, twin. Wow, have- Dustin. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I will not derail myself. I will remain focused. <clears throat> Have been trying to work on a Twitches 3 film. Y'all remember they had Twitches and Twitches 2, the films where they played with twin witches. Okay. No, I don't, After- actually. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> I do. I do. <laughs> so <What>? she, said, <laughs> she said that they have been working on a Twitches 3 film. And after she said her husband is white like she always do, she went on to say that the new installment of the film would reference her time as a talk show host on The Real and be titled Twitches 3 Bitches. <laughs> Welcome to the Friend Zone, your weekly look into all things mental health, mental wellness, and mental hygiene. Because who in the hell wants a musty brain or a B. Simone brochure? Oh, I know I don't. Uh... You don't either. Hey, friend, how you doing? <laughs> Wait, Twitches? Mm-hmm. Yes, Teen Witches. Mm-hmm. Not to be confused with an earlier May teen witch. Mm-hmm. Was I so not here other... in that parallel universe? Because I do not remember this movie at all. Ask Ed McMahon. 
Those who don't know what we're talking about, we're like, what the fuck? <laughs> but those that do. Okay. <laughs> oh, how are you guys? You look good. Thank you. <laughs> Y'all do. Thank you, friend. You look good, too. We got to find the joy where we can, my brothers. Let me tell Please you something. find it. Mary J. Blige posted an Instagram um, uh, caption today on one of her in-feed posts where she was just chilling in, a, in the backseat of a car, and she was saying how it's a lot of craziness going on, but in the midst of all that, there's a revolution and an uprising going on. And she was like, the revolution will be televised. And it really did bring me joy. And just some about Mary J. Budge makes me calm. You guys know that. And I so love how I much you love her. That. I love her. There's a video of her. Damn it, we're going to talk about it. So there's a video of Do her it. Um, from New Year's Eve 2020. She was actually in Miami with Diddy. Uh, but she was partying and dancing in No Guidance by Chris Brown and Drake. And she just yes. looked so beautiful. She had on like this sparkly wrap dress and her face looked good. Her body looked good. She just looked happy. And Mary J. Blige has been through hell and back. And there's yeah. just something inspiring about seeing her dance and singing that music in that video that I shared it on my Twitter and lots and lots of people responded to it because it, for some reason, I guess, um, they too, you know, Rachel Dole's our hands, uh, <laughs> found inspiration in the post. So, Mary, you know what? Shout out to Mary J. Blige. She didn't get a lot to a lot. Yeah, that's yes. it. <laughs> I legit love how much you love her. I think it's the cutest thing ever. <laughs> I love Mary. I do. Asante, remember we were at Essence Fest and they had the Mary mm. J. Blige tent and we went crazy and bought everything mm. for Dustin. <laughs> we, we was like, legit we sitting there like everything. struggling. What about you? Trying to figure out. Y'all made my day with that, and I still have those items. Still have them. <laughs> As you should. Do you guys have any announcements before we jump in? Not this week. <laughs> Ooh, smirky spark. <laughs> Same, no announcements yet. I love y'all. <laughs> what about you, friend? I do actually have a really cute announcement. So just in time for summer solstice, Haas and I will be dropping once again our embodiment. oil collection. Yes! yes! Our embodiment collection will be dropping this Saturday I'm so excited about it. You guys know how much that means to us when we work together. It's always like magic. Every time we've put out the collaboration, you guys have sold it out immediately. Y'all already know how we get down. Um, for those who are like, what are you talking about? It's a collaboration, special edition, spray mist and diffuser oil combination that Haas and I created. Mm. Miriam Haznea, who's one of my closest friends, my sister of many years. And, and we, we created her. it and we love her. And it's great because I think the timing of it, we like to drop on summer solstice. That's kind of been our thing. But mm -hmm. um, I think also the timing of it, if people are really trying to tap into how to stay embodied during a time like this, where it's very easy to fall into escapism because we are literally going nuts. It's nice to have this spray to be there in your home for you to use and have access to when you're looking for ways to stay grounded so we will be dropping it this Saturday at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time um, on Miriam's Resonance Apothecary Etsy shop. But I'll obviously link all of that. It'll be in the description box under the show. I'm going to do an Instagram post on Hey Friend Hey, as well as a Twitter post. And basically anywhere I am on social media, if you follow me, you'll see the link. So don't worry. Also, speaking of links, thank you guys those of you who attended our IG live, Woo 
<laughs> it was Fran's first time going live. And I did so good. Did not you do did so an amazing good. job. <laughs> Y'all did amazing. We did so well. I did well because I knew how to turn it on. Let's let's start there. <laughs> I knew how to pin a comment. I yes, figured out yes. how to accept your request. No, I yes, figured out is. how to find your request and accept it. Cheers to that? me. <laughs> yes. And you even saved it at the and end I for saved everybody it to at watch. The it. End, which is what brings my point in. Those of you who may have missed our collaboration with HBO in support of Michaela Cole's new show, I May Destroy You, which airs on Sunday nights at 10:30 p.m. We did an IG Live workshop for a virtual series, virtual series of workshops that they're doing for the show. And we held a conversation about finding your courage as a creative, finding your voice during difficult times as now. And we Mm -hmm. held space for creatives and really for everybody that just wanted to tune in and figure out how they can contribute to their ecosystem and whatever other questions they may have on how to move online at a time like this i think it's something that we've all been trying to figure out how to navigate so thank you so much it was like 1300 1400 people hung out with us the entire time which was so cool yep i thought it was gonna be a lot more overwhelming than it was but it actually was super sweet and fun and the chat comfortable yeah yeah the chat was awesome it was all really supportive and encouraging and enlightening you guys had great questions and we had a they lot really of fun. Did. Yeah. We so did. you were doing numbers like you had a versus going on. <laughs> we had a baby versus, okay? A versus. Okay. So I want <laughs> So if you missed it, you can go to my IGTV right now because I'm gonna go ahead and leave that up because I thought the conversation was great and should be there. So I go agree. ahead and Thank check that guys. out at Instagram.com slash heyfranhey, where you can hear Asante and Dustin and I speak for an hour in our cute little faces and our cute little outfits and our cute little apartments. <laughs> so <laughs> wanted to throw that out there for those who may have missed it. That's Are you ready right. to jump Huge into this? Huge thank you to HBO yes. too and mm-hmm. Michaela Cole because um, that conversation was in support of her new series, I May Destroy You, um, that mm-hmm. airs on HBO on Sunday night. So shout out to y'all and Michaela. We watching, girl. And it is so good. Yes. So good. It's like actually, mm-hmm. I love when we get to work with shows that are actually good that we would have watched anyways. It makes our job yep. a lot easier. <laughs> yep, staying too yep. true to that integrity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, are you guys ready to jump into this week's black business? For sure. Yeah. Go ahead, Asante. Go ahead and ask me. <laughs> I was gonna wait just a little. I just wanted you to get a little of the way into it. So I'm like, is it the blackest? Brand? You know what's the funniest? Now, whenever uh, people see me like supporting a brand or something online, they'll be like, "Fran, it's the blackest. This is the blackest." <laughs> <laughs> so this week, I wanted to highlight the Okra Project. Are you guys familiar with this initiative? No, it's incredible. The okra, okra, yeah. I like me some okra mm-hmm. now. So the Okra Project is a collective that seeks to address the global crisis faced by black trans people by bringing home cooked, healthy, and culturally specific meals and resources to black trans people wherever we can reach them. Mm. 
In this spirit, the Okra Project hopes to extend free, delicious, and nutritious meals to black trans people experiencing food insecurity. So this is how it works. It's actually very simple. It's based on donations. So the Okra Project pays black trans chefs to go into the homes of black trans people to cook them a healthy and home-cooked meal at absolutely no cost to them, which is incredible. Love for those, it. Isn't this incredible? For those black trans folks currently experiencing homelessness where the chef maybe can't come to your home or homes who cannot support the chef's cooking, the Okra Project has also partnered with institutions like the Osborne Association and other local community spaces where the chefs can come and deliver the foods. Um, and it's incredible because one meal comes to $90. So if we support that, and that pays, you know, obviously the chef has to be paid for their labor and then all the groceries and the meal itself. So if we all donate that, think of how many trans chefs have an opportunity to cook with this initiative, but also our trans siblings that get to enjoy this home-cooked meal. I'm so into this initiative. When I saw it, I, I was like, it. what? Um, definitely want us to donate to this we've been donating our little hearts off the past couple months especially during quarantine trying to make sure that our ecosystem is sustained so the okraproject.com that's t-h-e-o-k-r-a-p-r-o-j-e-c-t the okraproject.com that's where you can make your donations they have an okra academy where they have weekend training programs taught by our chefs where black trans people can learn kitchen basics and recipes and expand their culinary lives. I mean, honestly, this initiative is so well organized incredible. and incredible, yeah. right? They have outings, international grocery funds, uh, a buy okra series um, where they create wellness spaces for black trans people. You name it. All the information is on the site. Please donate. Please check it out. If you're unable to donate, use uh, your platform to amplify the message for those who can and may just not be familiar with it. So once again, theokraproject.com, and that's this week's Black Business Highlight. I love that. And that's so good. I was like, oh, this is probably like the best one we've ever read on this show of all the Shout Black Business Shout out to the Oprah Project, yes. <laughs> Are you ready to jump into this week's, this week's recap? <laughs> yes. Ole do it. I'm gonna slow down there for a second. So, last week's episode titled Medjane. <laughs> <laughs> Always talking about her motherfucking daddy. The shit. That's why that's her new name, Medjane McCain. You really got me. You are talking about your goddamn daddy. I'm talking about your daddy. I just want to take this opportunity to say that my father, oh my you know, God. my father. <laughs> When I think about my father, my father. I know when this popped up on people's feeds, they're probably like, what the fuck? <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> so last week's episode titled Medjane McCain, it was a Dustin Ross takeover. We discussed Megan McCain not knowing what she's talking about ever and how it inspires us to get some rest. Anything <laughs> else you want to add to that, Dustin Ross? That was a perfect listen. It sounds... Sounds choppy, but it was a smooth ride to the point. <laughs> Let me tell you something. What we don't want to do is be like Megan McCain. And what that manifested itself <clears throat> be in is us getting rest and not overexerting ourselves so that we spiral out of control like Megan is doing and has done. And that's all I have to say about that. 
And as always, those of you listening had a lot to say. So who stood out to you, Asante? I want to give a shout out to Chiquita in the emails. <clears throat> the subject is the grid. I don't know her. Oh. Uh, Chiquita <laughs> writes, I was listening to the recap at the start of <laughs> Mention A. McCain, where the young lady said she's been without social media for eight years. And I, too, don't have any. Wow. The only thing I've ever had is Facebook. And that was until 2011. I saw where social media was headed, i.e. share my world. Anytime I can quote Mary J. Blige, it's a good day. Uh-oh, look um, at that. Alignment. I'm not going to lie to you. That was mainly why I chose this comment. <laughs> and then everything else happened like right when we started recording. Perfect, perfect. Perfect. Um, anyway, uh, everyone in my life has it and respects the fact that I don't as far as social media is concerned. I did talk to a guy for a brief period who was suspicious of me for not having any. So he used my email and tried to create an Instagram account for me. What? Does any rem- <laughs> Yes. Does anyone remember the show The World's Dumbest Criminals? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I know and understand for the majority of people, it's how they stay connected, make money and express themselves, even when their opinion isn't the brightest. Look at the orange skinned man who shall not be named. And I'm cool with that. My mindset has and will always be that people should do what's best for them, whatever that may be, as long as it's healthy and it makes them happy. If it's not neither of those things, let it go. Continue to stay safe and sound. Shout out to you, Chiquita. She gave a different name at the bottom of that. I didn't know which one was real. So Chiquita, man, I appreciate you for that email. The Grid, you don't know her. I love that. I wish that I was more of, you know, akin to that family. But like you said, everybody needs to do what's right for them. So not everybody needs to log off, but, you know. People could benefit from logging off for a short period of time sure if necessary. Always. What about you, friend? What did you find out there? You've been dipping in them SoundCloud screens. Actually, I had more of an announcement. So the Mystic Zone strikes again. Strikes again. It never <laughs> fails. At this point, we should just change our names. So last week, we were discussing Kirby uh, mm. during the Listens Lately on mm. the Music Man segment. And then lo and behold... Guess who had an NPR Tiny Desk concert series the very next day? Who? Get wow. out of here. Whomst? Kirby. Kirby. <laughs> Kirby. Curbs. And happy, I mean, oh my God, I done changed the man's name. Lucky day. I would say happy day. <laughs> oh, same thing. Hey, lucky, oh, happy is happy day. Yeah. Oh, happy oh, day. happy day. Lucky day and Kirby. And she's so fly, bro. Like... I've, Shout out she's to just Kirby. fly. I went on her yes. Instagram because I guess I never like really paid attention to her personality. Because I'm saying I'm just like finding out about her music. She's really funny too. She kind of reminds me of Ari Lennox, like how they just have so much oh. personality. Yes, yes. And so yes. it adds to the fun of listening to her good ass music, but also seeing that she's funny as hell and beautiful and just all of the things that we love on this show. So I'm an, a, a new kirby stan so we got to figure out our name <laughs> well, I'm, gonna to, I'm gonna have to watch that tiny desk after this so good um and then the artist that i mentioned um hold on do y'all remember jerome thomas yeah jerome in the house i remember him <laughs> jerome yeah. thomas who i mentioned uh his record bruised that i really love he actually reached out and he said he listens to the show every week and almost had a fucking heart attack 
Whoa. Damn. What's up, Jerome? I guess he really is in the house. Shit. Hey, what's up, Jerome? <laughs> Shit. And that's super cool because he must really listen every week because he legit just caught us talking about him and the listens lately. That's always really cool. I love that kind of synchronicity. So, Jerome, we're huge fans. Your project is incredible. I actually been listening to it all week. And that's it. Those are my two highlights because I love when we connect with the artists that we love. <clears throat> Dustin Ross, what'd you yes. find in the Twitter streets? Oh, so many things. Um, but let's just keep it light. Um, so speaking of light, let's start off with two tweets that were um, linked to each other. And they're both people that I love and we all love. Shout out to um, my boy, It's Carrie. Carrie's Corner is back Carrie, on the Carrie, my yes. I love okay. him. <laughs> So it starts with Carrie. He says, he tweeted, stop recording Karen, beat Karen's ass, record her being laid the fuck out. Which was <laughs> quoted, okay, by Scotty Beam, who said, <laughs> record Karen, comma, so that the internet can do its job. When you feel like you got enough video, stop recording Karen. And then she finished the rest of that tweet, but you can go find it yourself to see what she <laughs> instructed further. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I just wanted to highlight that because they deserved the highlight. Also, um, I want to give a shout out to Kathy Griffin, old fake Trump head holding ass, who tweeted. <clears throat> shout out to Kathy Griffin. I want to co-produce and co-host an issues-based big topic talk show with Monique. She got a raw deal from Hollywood. <laughs> wow. She's an Academy Award winner and funny as hell. You know, we won't be holding back thoughts. Listen, I think I see I'm it. Watching. I can see I'm it. I'm instantly tuned in. I would totally watch it. And if if they're each allowed to talk, I think it'd be a great television <laughs> show to Who would you, you can't shut either one of them up. Who would you <laughs> add to as a third host? It would have to be somebody that they that they would uh respect when they spoke. So maybe like a gospel artist, maybe Yolanda Adams, something like that. You need a neutralizer. Nah, you I gotta, cannot see you can't that. put perm in Myra's hair without neutralizer. You gotta have a neutralizer, okay? Somebody just take it down now because those two will get it popping. Um, so shout out to uh, Kathy Griffin for that tweet. Then finally I wanna highlight Deadline Hollywood, who tweeted 13-year-old social media star and hip-hop artist Alea, that girl Lele High, is yes. getting into business with Nickelodeon, signing an overall deal with the network. Oh Shout out to that girl, Lele. Yes. Let me tell you something. Life changed. Life Love her. changing forever. And wow. the deals on Lele. her Instagram post. Like, and you know we love Lele, friend. You have a you love her family. Love. Like this is Yes, so this is a big deal. And we have loved Lele since we first saw her rapping in, the, in that passenger seat on Instagram. Yes. We watched the evolution when she got signed at, to Empire as an independent artist. And now with this overall deal at Nickelodeon, that'll mean film, television, music. Oh, my gosh. She's literally overall perfect deal. for it. Like She's yes. out of here. She's about to skyrocket oh, out of here. So I love that. See, this is the good Lele. news we need. I need yep. something. <laughs> yep. I wanted to close on that note. So we love you, Lele, girl. Lele. Oh. If your parents listening, somebody needs to reboot Cousin Skeeter or something because that was my show. Not Cousin Skeeter. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, any, any one of them, Cousin Skeeter, my brother and me, any of those, like them, them, them African-American shows, those, those was the ones. They need to reboot and, Taina too while we're at I'm about it. To, and Taina yes. and Afro-Latina. Oh, wait, that's not the tune. <laughs> Taina. I know I can't wait to see my name in lights. <laughs> no one's gonna stop Why did I sing Aisha? <laughs> because she, Taina actually was the girl that we never had. So that's why. That's why you sang that. Thank you for saying that. Did you know? 
the girl, the woman that was on Being Mary Jane, uh, her best friend, that's Taina's sister. Yeah. Yes. I actually didn't, did know that random ass trivia. And I think there's like three of them. Like, I think there's like those two and there's like a third sister and they all just look so like awesome. I was like, damn, y'all some the like beautiful ass women. family. Yes. Right. The muses. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, HBCU fam, get ready to turn up the energy. McDonald's and the Thurgood Marshall College Fund have $1 million in scholarships at 53 HBCUs for 66 brilliant students. This year, you could be one of them. But time is running out. Did we mention the $1 million in scholarships? Apply by March 27th at tmcf.org. Disney Plus and Hulu are better together in the Disney Bundle with new movies and series. On Disney Plus, experience the full Taylor Swift The Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with new main show performances and acoustic collection. On Hulu, follow the fantastical evolution of Bella Baxter, played by Emma Stone in the award-winning film Poor Things. All of these and more streaming this month. Get the Disney Bundle with Disney Plus and Hulu. Terms apply. See DisneyBundle.com for details. So this week's episode is produced by Asante Smith. Go ahead and take it away, Asante. Let us know what we're getting into today. Oh. Um, <laughs> now I'm just playing. <laughs> Tina. So. <laughs> Tina. Tina. Just some, in case somebody needed to know what the real one was. Because she goes, say my name at the end. Anyway, sorry. Um. This week, I wanted to talk about one of the things that I love talking about because I hate it so much. Like, I did a little research. Um, I'm not going to give you all the research that I have because as I was doing research, I was just taking in a completely different, like, direction of what I wanted to talk about. So I just let the research lead me to wherever it was going. Yeah. So I want to talk to you guys about social media. Oh, um, you know, we t- we talked about social media before. We've done tons of episodes. Um, I'm, it's just going to be a growing part of our lives. Uh, social media has evolved since we've been on it. It's become a bigger part of our lives since we've been on it. I've just been. I'm gonna just give you like some random ass like research here, some some statistical data, and I'm not gonna tell you exactly what we're getting into off bat. I just want to kind of lead us there because um, this conversation that I ha- I'm having stemmed from your ass friend <laughs> looking and trying to leave yet again like i just saw you t- asking everybody like if they if they live outside the country or what they leave the country oh, and- i died when you sent me the eyes like mm-hmm, what you asking this for <laughs> you know I, i'm all for it especially now that we record remotely everybody can go wherever they want to go and be happy but i wondered to myself like would Because I know there's the stuff that's happening offline that makes us feel a type of way. But then I know sometimes when we get online, it it might hurt even more being online. So initially I was reading up on social media because I want to see what the benefits would be for leaving social media. Mm. And I wanted to kind of get into, I want to open up to you guys and talk to you both about, you know, or talk with you both about pros and cons of being on social media. And again, I know this is something we've discussed before, but, um, you know, times have changed. Some of us use things a little bit more or less depending on what it is because social media spans over you know the popular apps from instagram twitter facebook but then even when you look in those comments of youtube that is considered social media um actually anywhere you can have comment that's pretty much where the media becomes social so 
I wanted to talk about pros and cons with you folks before we like go any further. So what are some pros that you see from or you benefit from as far as being on social media? I want to start with you, Fran. Um, I mean, obviously, the I think the biggest thing is the connections I've made as far as like friends. I mean, I can attribute meeting you guys to social media and obviously from meeting you guys and developing actual friendships, we were able to transcend that into work and create, you know, the friend zone and all the numerous projects that we've been a part of on the strength of just being friends and knowing each other. Um, so I think that's probably my favorite. Like I have a lot of really great friends, but a big chunk of them do come from the internet, which is so interesting. And the way that my life has changed financially because of the projects I've been able to be a part of, like the fact that I, sometimes I wake up in the morning, I'm like, I'm really a creative living in New York <laughs> and sustaining myself. Like if that is a blessing. I don't, you know, if that isn't a blessing, I don't know what is. I, I'm so grateful every morning that I wake up, every single morning that I wake up, that I get to have a day structured around what I want it to be. I understand the gift that that is. That's because of social media. Um, yeah, I mean, I think, and even just the how much I've learned, I think that's probably the third biggest thing. Like, I've gotten sharper from the discourse that takes place on Twitter. It's not always the best place for information because it's a lot of crazy shit on there too. But for the most part, a lot of my positioning in different things, whether it's politics or just, you know, global conversations, social conversations. I've learned so much. I've learned where I'm blind, you know, where I have blind spots, where maybe my privilege hasn't allowed me to see things with clarity. I've been able to go back and forth with people, sharpen up and unlearn, learn, transmute, you name it. The uh, <laughs> I was going to say the Twitters. <laughs> the Twitters <laughs> has taught me a lot of things. <laughs> no, but honestly, I, I I thank Twitter for how much it has strengthened uh, my knowledge of things and even just where I stand in a lot of things. So those are probably my three things, my relationships, my business, and the wisdom I've gained. Hmm. How about you, Dustin, your pros for social media? <laughs> media. Well, media. For myself, um, I came, I've been active on Twitter for about 10 years. You know what I'm saying? Um, Instagram for about hmm, maybe eight, I guess, whatever, mm. six. I don't know, hell, but quite some time. And I've, I've, at my profile online has grown as my professional pursuits have advanced as well. And so I have had to learn patience. Well, one thing I haven't had to, one thing that I've learned from being on social media is patience because I have um, increasingly found myself in spaces where it won't leave the best um, reflection on me, my character, my um, focus if I engage in certain behaviors. And because of the nature of some of my work, I get enticed and invited into really negative exchanges quite often. Um, but it's been important, but it's been important to me to not um, succumb to that. And that patience has also manifested itself, no be Simone, in other areas of my life. You know what I'm saying? Oh my God. Like in my personal relationships, I've just become a much more patient person overall and I'm much more <laughs> slow to react. 
you know? And that's something that has really actually been a benefit from being on social media. Also, um, I have learned to be a bit more strategic with my approach as I've spent more time on social media because you bear witness to people doing things that may not be a choice that you would have made and it automatically creates a moment of self-reflection. You look at the things that you've done and said, you look at what you were planning on doing and saying, and you start to adjust and self-audit. So I'm kind of grateful for the way that um, social media my my presence on social media has created a responsibility um, internally that I manage myself a certain way um, because it's been a be- overall benefit to me. Um, in addition to agreeing 100% with all the points that Fran just brought up, relationships, absolutely business pursuits, I am ever so grateful. I, I Ooh, nothing listen. like this COVID shit has really um, brought my gratitude for the work that I'm able to do to the forefront. Um, I'm so grateful for every part of my career. I'm grateful for the wonderful partners in in work and um, in um, opportunities that I've had and that I have coming up. And I'm just really working and operating, like I said, from a space of gratitude because things could be very different for me personally because I've seen them be very different for a lot of people connected to me. Um, and I'm grateful to have um, not those certain anxieties of life during this time. So I'm grateful for social um, for social media. I like to call it so-so media because a lot of <laughs> motherfuckers think that being just being online means that they're a media outlet. You're not. You're not qualified to say anything <laughs> that you're saying. Shut the fuck up. And it's not social media for you. It's so-so media. But, you know, as far as me and my experience, that's how I feel. Go ahead, Asante. I, I agree with both of you on everything. And like, it's funny that you said that last part because I feel like, um, well, the part before the last part, rather, um, when you say about, talk, when you talk about, excuse me, self-auditing, um, one of the things that I really appreciate about social media is it allows me to kind of see others and really see how I feel about myself. So like, you know, last week or, you know, over the last week when we were talking and we did our, um, live where we talked about HBO and, um, you know, kind of trying to find your voice as a creative. I thought that it was so interesting because I feel like as a human, when we get on social media, we kind of are trying to find our way with whatever it is. Like we go from, you know, let me learn what I can is Googling by Googling as much as I can to let me get on Twitter and ask questions and see who's going to respond to them even to the lowest of forms to let me get on Facebook and, you know, start an argument or let me get on Twitter and say some stupid and troll and start argument. I just love the fact that with social media, people um, feel the range to want to be free. I don't necessarily agree with all of those forms, but I love the fact that, you know, it's a place where people can kind of like turn to, to know that things are going to be okay or they're going to be safe. Now, people sometimes get online and they share too much of their business. They just may not know how to use social media or not, they don't know how to use it, but they might not use social media in ways that I might see favorable. And sometimes I might be doing this my damn self. But I also think to those people that are doing so, how, I don't know, there's like a certain fearlessness that I feel that comes with that. Like for you to even be able to say, like it took everything in me to tweet yesterday. And this is, I was being super extreme when I said it, but like, I was like, the fireworks are killing me. Like I want to kill myself. And like, (laughs) for me, 
that like I've tweeted some dark stuff, but that was so extreme for me to say. Like I was like, I don't want nobody to think like I really want to kill myself, but I am tired of these motherfucking fireworks. But then you see people that really do want, and not to that they want to do harm to themselves, but people that really do want to make decisions, and they like announce this shit on Twitter, and I'm just kind of like, well, this is a lot, but the fact that you can kind of stand firm publicly is interesting to me. So that's one of the things I've appreciated about Twitter. Like it allows me to kind of look at myself, like where I hesitate and like the things that I feel like I have the capacity for versus the things that I don't. Um, and a lot of these things, like they always bring me back to um, accountability. Like we talk about the, like going back to one of the last things you said, Dustin, about just because you're on social media, doesn't make you a media outlet. Like, I feel like that's something that we've watched transform over the past 10 years so much. Like, I remember when the term vlogger was offensive. Like, <laughs> it it felt like it was created, and then all of a sudden, it was a curse word, like, the next week. <laughs> like, they were like, we ain't letting no vloggers up in here, because it was like, <laughs> the fact that you could, you know, put anything on video, like, I guess before, you know, cameras were so expensive, it was like, only news reporters are putting shit out, but then once everybody got their little Kodak on deck, and then their iPhone on deck, it was like, well, anybody can report the news, anybody can go live. So you see social media change. And I guess this can kind of start off with some of the cons of social media. You know, sometimes social media evolves. And because I feel like the Internet is still a fairly new landscape for everybody. Um, and I say everybody in the sense of, you know, we're like one of the last generations without Internet, I think. Is right. that the term? I'd be saying everybody in the sense of everybody, 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 everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> Ow! <laughs> so <laughs> so dumb. Everybody, everybody. No, but I love that because that makes me think of another thing, right? So, like what you did there and what was very much needed—that distraction—that's something that I struggle with on social media as well. Like, like you know, right now times are hard, but then you want to be responsible and you want to learn and educate yourself. But there's so many distractions on social media. And I think that I'll just name that as my first con. And then I want to just start to get in the cons with you folks about, so, uh, you know, being on social media or even having social media. Just because social media is just it's so interesting in how one moment it pisses me off. But then I've done it for so long. It's kind of like, why well, I can't just abandon it. And I don't want to say the whole Internet. I just want to say as far as social media is concerned, because like. For the longest, social media wasn't even a part of what we viewed as the Internet or we just didn't, you know, have that name for, you know, because I guess just messaging wasn't, you know, social media because we were worried about doing the damn AOL messenger and the Blackberry pen. But we wasn't worried about making sure everybody could see our post outside of just AOL. Like now we were making sure people see our pin post, they make our updated photo. Uh, sometimes they, we want people to see what the fuck we like in. Like, just give me some of your cons. I want to start with you, Dustin. I see you already got your mouth to the mic. What's up? <laughs> Blackberries. Blackberries. That's a con. First of all, <laughs> first of all, even the good ones, I hated the phones. Every The one that slid up, I hated it. The I one loved cons. my Blackberries. Oh, social media. Remember Blackberries. the BBM pin? Like, send I me hated BBM. that. Love pin. <laughs> hated it. Felt like, what are we doing here? If we could just be talking in another way. I hated Blackberries. <laughs> I never got into it. And they always looked like TI-82 calculators on the screen. <laughs> Um, um, they did the distraction component of social media is actually a pro to me. I look forward to 
um, going to social media and looking at things that are a departure from what my normal is. I look forward to going to social media and seeing hilarious circumstances and occurrences that I otherwise would not have seen. I like being distracted from the sad, cold, hard reality of the <laughs> times that we're living in. So I the 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 distractions for me are actually a pro. As far as a con, the users. That would be a kind Damn. of social media. <laughs> not the users. Uh, as if that's it's not keep the whole it thing. so real. As a record label, a staff, and a motherfucking crew. Okay, like Tupac said. <laughs> I the, the 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 you gotta know when to 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 stay in your lane and when to um, offer an opinion that is informed and relevant and timely. Just because you have a feeling about something doesn't make you entitled to share that with people, especially not the person who shared the original thought or idea in the first place. And Twitter, I'm specifically talking about you, our time spent there. Like, you don't have to jump in my mentions just because I tweet something of interest to you. People right. tweet things Word. of interest to me consistently, and I read them have my thoughts internally or with whoever I may be in company with or mm. make a mental note of it and share my thoughts with people later who um, are appropriate for me to share them with. But it ain't the pl my place to share my opinion with a stranger on the Internet over something that they said. Now, there are exceptions to that rule uh, when it's time to make fun of somebody's kids because they've said something racist or when it's time to you know, uh, make some fun of somebody's parents because they said something about Beyonce or Michelle Obama or something like that. You know, that's when it's okay to kind of, you know, offer yourself uninvited. Other than that, there's no reason for me and you to even be a me and you if I wasn't talking to you in the first place. And I respect you enough to mind mine, so why don't you mind yours? And mm. I, I think that that is the biggest con. You know, and that's definitely a double entendre in this case. But I think that's the biggest con of social media, the users. Back to you, friend. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can piggyback on that. I think one of the things that makes it less fun, like, I guess my example would be people who take it too seriously. Oh, my God. Mm. Like, even just um, you can share, like, I don't like chocolate ice cream. And somebody will be like, well, who the fuck, you know? And they're like, come in your right. bitch. And you'd be like, wow, bro. Like, I have the right to not like it. And they'll project all these things that you did not say and that you did not mean. And suddenly it's a war of, war, you know, of words in a thread under your fucking tweet about ice cream. and Or even, mm -hmm. like, you know, there are things about uh, insecurity where Crystal and I purposely have a banter because we disagree on so many things, but it's fun for us. Like, we're not right. fighting. We're literally playing up how different we are, and it's fun. Right. It's us having fun. And so when someone comes in <laughs> and disrespects one of us for not agreeing with each other or not agreeing with their particular position on whatever the issue is, it just takes up the fun. It's like, why are you yelling? Why are you taking this so serious? It's a podcast. It's a show. We're all having fun. And I have just and felt that's like... that's your girl. And that's us. Like, you know, it's it's just all silly. And even my conspiracy theories, a lot of it, it's like, we're joking. Like, of course I don't believe half that shit. Like, we're just having fun. It's part of entertainment. And so i just i struggle with people that like don't see that line of like playfulness and and whatever else they want to take it 
Um, and we ain't talking to you in the first damn place, so stay the hell out of it. <laughs> that that line, that line too, friend, right? That line too. Um, and then lastly, I think the only thing I would say for me on a personal level has been a con is just this Olympics of success um, <sighs> where everybody's trying to like show how busy they are and what they're doing, da, 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 and then it becomes a competition. And I, I, I was listening to a friend of mine who was talking about when she went to, man, I wish I remembered which country, um, which country uh, in Africa. Huh? Uh, tis of thee. <laughs> Is that the country? But she was saying that she realized how her nervous system felt so different when she went to this town and the people there would literally be like, come sit with us. And like, that's what their hangout was, just sitting and drinking tea. And they didn't necessarily even have anything to talk about or say, but it was just this idea of sitting with each other and just chilling. Just chilling. And she realized like how this uh, obsession with productivity that we have on this side of the world can really fuck with your head like if you're thinking if you're not doing a thousand things and I know even with quarantine a lot of people have been dealing with that a lot more um, and I think social media it does contribute to that because everybody is stunting on a different thing and flossing and this and that and every new project and all of that and we're guilty of it we're guilty of it too you know we have a thousand projects that we feel we have to be a part of and promoting and that's just the nature of our business. And I think it takes away sometimes from the fact that, like, I don't like being busy. <laughs> and it feels weird saying that because sometimes I feel like, damn, I don't want to feel guilty about that. But I actually don't like being busy. I like when my schedule is open and I can lay on my rug and listen to D'Angelo and burn resins or play my yeah, acoustic friend. guitar and hang out, you know, and and. My happiest days are when I'm sitting with my friends laughing and playing or riding our bikes. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. when I'm super busy, it's great, but it's also like not my favorite thing in the world. And I think I'm I'm like feeling more comfortable with the fact that that's okay. But the internet yeah. will have you think otherwise. And so I think that's one of my least favorite aspects of it. I, I agree with you, friend. And I struggle with that, actually, because y'all know me and y'all know that I, I, I prefer to be busy. I prefer right, to yeah. be applying myself and working and executing tasks and, and advancing. That's, that's very important to me and shit like that, you know. But mm -hmm. I, have, um, I have a definite appreciation for periods of rest. And I think that as I've spent more time working, um, doing the type of work that I do, I've learned that while I do like to be busy, I look forward to planned periods of rest. I look forward to days off. Yesterday, I took like the so day off. Much. And yeah, I just laid up with my little baby yesterday all Ooh. damn day. And, Ooh, this and is that a was second. It, you know what I'm saying? And that was a anyway. Second. And that was it. Out. And so, but I didn't want to, you know, take the day off yesterday, but I was requesting. How you know what I'm saying? Does it feel? So I took the day off. Looks down, looks down at V cut. <laughs> How you just stop talking and start singing with me? <laughs> but anyway, so, uh, but I have learned to appreciate planned How periods of rest. <laughs> Said, I want to know right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. So get your rest, get your rest. Everybody get your rest on. Everybody yes, get your please. motherfucking rest on.
Well, I'm glad that we're at this point because it, it's funny that you said that about staying busy, friend. There is a video that went viral two or three years ago, maybe longer than that. It's about this guy named uh, Jerron Lanier. I don't know if you've ever seen this video. It's this white man. He got dreads. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. Um, anyway, <laughs> he basically has this. Just Google him. His name is Jerron Lanier. It's J-A-R-O-N-L-A-N-I-E-R. And it's funny because he did, uh, he was on The View. And I want to say he was on The View about two years ago around this time. I was doing research. I seen the video like last week. Anyway, watch him on The View. Um, for those of you listening, Jerron Lanier, he's a, he's known as, uh, the, he's a the, futurist. The black white man. Uh, oh, please with, let me fill in the blank of what he's doing. No, 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 no. <laughs> y'all know it. Y'all know it. He known it. <laughs> First of all, I'm fucking dead. He is an American computer philosophy writer. <laughs> like he's a scientist, a visual artist. What else? He does a lot of stuff, but he's a futurist. <laughs> You have to take me out. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing what so good right he? now. I'm doing so good. He's a futurist, and he's known as the founding father, thought father, founding father of virtual reality. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! Literally virtual reality. <laughs> you ain't black. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> I'm sorry. I could not not mention those dreads. Like every time I like, it's me. Well, it's not me, but you know, it's me. Anyway, it ain't him either. <laughs> Jerron Lanier and those are two very black names I know like so I want to know what's going on I've been knowing Lanier's all my life I know a whole Lanier family and then Jerron I ain't never heard no motherfucking white man named no goddamn Jerron how he spell it Asante how he spell it J-A-R-O-N. Come on, man. Let me ask you this question. Now, this is going to tell it. This is going to tell it right here. Is the R capitalized? (laughs) No, it's not. It's not. See, so that's how you know he did it. Because one of us us would have capitalized the R and put an apostrophe after the F. So come on now. You didn't didn't, did some old Rachel Dozal ass shit, but I still want to hear what he had. I'm going to hear what he had to say. I'm going to hear what he had to say. (laughs) Anyway, when I was looking at social media, his name... That was uh, that was so good. I'm so sorry. I don't know if I can make it. Um, it's a lie let me try. And I think I think I know where it is. <laughs> but go ahead and keep so reading. As I, so <laughs> as I was looking up social media, his name just kept coming up in the conversation, and um, it was really because he has you know he's worked extensively in Silicon Valley, just in a lot of tech spaces. So he has really cool opinions on social media the future of it and he's been putting out or he's been speaking another uh, yes jules go ahead <laughs> no you're not gonna get in me. a social no. media space <laughs> no white with no 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 no, no it's not <laughs> no you can't you can't you can't put them together because of that he has really really good opinions and um he was excuse me back in september of 2019 the new york times put up a piece with him and it's him talking about his hope for our internet future and how he thinks that the internet basically we should get paid to be on the internet. I mean, he has this, 
And, and so that's why we really want to talk. <laughs> look, look. <laughs> Listen to the man. That that is exactly how I felt because, like I told y'all, I was looking up stats for social media because I was wondering to myself, like, do I want to tell people, like, maybe you don't got to leave the country. You should just get off of social media for a little bit, you know, just to alleviate some stress. But then his name kept coming up in the conversation. And he's talking about how we need to get paid for doing it. And I was just like, well, let me just tell people to, to stay stick around for a little bit longer to see if we can get this popping. Now, um, Jerron Lanier... <laughs> You have me dead. You can't Justin. even say it without stop. dying. <laughs> I cannot. I'm looking for the apostrophe and the capital R and everything. <laughs> um, Jerron Lanier, he basically, if you go look up Data Dignity, D A T A D and Dignity, the second word, D I G I N I T Y. Wow, I spelled that real quick. Cool. I'm going to name my daughter Dignity if I have a little girl. <laughs> dignity. <laughs> I'm a spoiler. Dignity, dignity. Greenleaf. Mm-hmm. A little dignity. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> I was with you until you said that because that sounded too close to charity there. I was like, ooh. Hey, <laughs> <Save> my baby. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jerron has been publishing pieces on the internet. He actually works with Microsoft uh, as of late. But there is an article out that he has along with Glenn Whale. And that's spelled W-E-Y-L. I'm spelling these things out for people in case they want to go look at any of this research because I know I can be a little spotty. But um, this is the paper that Jerron put out with Glenn, and it's called A Blueprint for a Better Digital Society. And basically, they're talking about how, you know, the world is being remade because of, through, digital, do, through digital transformations and how surveillance has basically been given away to all these advertisers. But what if we basically were able to sell off our information, our data. So like, you know, we see these advertisements for, I don't want to use any examples that they gave. I want to like give something real. Like, let's say you, your ass was online and you were searching for clothes and now you keep getting these Fashion Nova, you know, ticks that come up. We've talked about this previously when we were talking about technology with the microphones hearing you, all of these. Yo, can I just say, now that you're bringing this up, I was on FaceTime with a friend of mine who his birthday is this week. Happy and birthday, we dog. were talking about what like different things that he wanted for his birthday. And so he tells me that he wanted he tells me two pairs of shoes he wanted specifically and the colors. Why when I got off the phone, go to sleep, next morning I go online, why was there an ad for both the shoes in the color? That he said, mind you, this was over FaceTime. He didn't text it to me. He didn't send me a picture. He didn't send me a link. Nothing that, you know, the cookies, whatever the fuck that attracts you. and da, da, da. Mm-hmm. None of that. It was him telling me verbatim the shoes and the color and then both popped up as an ad. That's fucked up. I hate it. I ha- I mean, it's I like we already that. know that this is what it is, but it's like when it is becomes that obvious that they're like don't even give a fuck <laughs> like it's just too I much hate that. it made fuck it y'all. made my heart drop because i was like what the fuck and i sent him no a privacy. screenshot and he was like what is that i'm like the fucking shoes you were saying just <laughs> in an ad. i was like i can't your ass i can't friend perfect example of companies basically paying to do bullshit I'm going to just put it simple like that because, A, 
how the fuck are y'all able to listen to us, like to, you know, tailor these resources? Like who's giving you access to these things? And the sad thing is, in a lot of these cases, we are. Like when they basically ask us to, you know, accept an agreement or the terms and all that service stuff, they're basically saying in about 2,345 pages, all the things that you need to know but can't take the time out to resolve because your ass just want to get access to Facebook. Like you're just trying to to get to the message or the like or the picture or whatever. You're not trying to read through pages and pages of information to see how this data is going to be used, you know, for you or against you or how it's actually being sold off to other people. And you're not making any money from it at all. Well, <laughs> Jerron is talking about this and basically uh, the term data dignity it's a concept defined as you should have the moral rights to every bit of data that exists because you exist now and forever. Like Rogers so, and Highland. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> Microsoft right now, they have a team and it's basically a data, a data dignity team. And they're basically researching ways to give users more control of their personal data, possibly even one day enabling them to buy and sell it to third party entities. Now, y'all know I don't have the range to really get into all of this, but on a simple level, Jerron talks about the principles of how you would be able to potentially get royalties from your data. So let's say, wow. you know, <laughs> you know, let's say you use something like Google and instead of Google taking all of your information, um, you sell off what information they can buy. So Google would like to access, you know, your web camera because they want to see you know, whatever's in frame and take the data that you have to apply it to companies. Like instead of them being able to just do that, you know, whenever they want, you just be so like, basically fine, you can giving have us it. our power back. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Giving us us free. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> the the <laughs> motherfucker. Shout out to um old boy and shit. Not Green old Mark. boy. You can't remember <laughs> his name. Star. Give us us free shit. <laughs> Oh boy! Oh boy! So, <laughs> shout out to just, oh boy! <laughs> <laughs> Shit, you know who the fuck I'm talking about. Shout out to old boy! I wish man. that was Give such a long free. sentence because that has to be the title of the episode. Shout out to shout old out to boy old on Amistad. <laughs> <laughs> he was a real nigga for that man. He went, look, points was made. Give us us free, flat out. Give me my free, motherfucker. Google. Ooh, Jesus Christ. With your listening head. <laughs> Shout out to old boy. On I'm Amistad. here for it, Jerron. Miss Toller. <laughs> <laughs> I am too. Only because it really makes me think about one of the reasons, like, I think why I hate social media so much or why I'm, I'm so like, what the fuck are y'all doing is because... There are so many people that don't profit from it or see like anything from it in the ways that they use it. Like the the angry people, those are the ones I'm talking about. Like everybody get the memes off. Like, in a, first of all, in a world where everybody's getting royalties for their things, I would love for everybody that has provided a meme, been a meme, or any of that to receive royalties back from that. I agree. Because there are so many memes that make my day like those few seconds or moments will turn my life around i would love for them to be able to receive something back that's why i put Except, up that lady's venmo uh get that get this dance the one that's because yes. i'm like pay her because now you know what's gonna happen with that song it's gonna be all mad shit yeah i already people saw people singing it yeah and the protest it's just like the girl that um didn't get no money off of fleek 
eyebrows yeah. on fleek the fuck. the fuck like she didn't get none of that and that's why all the dances and i just want the people who we're not making fun of in the memes to get the money, right? Like, just because mm. you're a meme don't mean you get the money. Like <laughs> the, the dude that be calling the police, the black guy. Oh, in no, shirt, no, no. He ain't getting The Amy nothing. Coopers you in know the world. What I'm saying? No, them no, them no. hoes ain't getting nothing. Just, this is only for the own fleet girl, um, Sky Jackson, even though she already owned, she deserved it because she didn't give a lot to meme culture. <laughs> so shout out to Sky Jackson. This is for Tiffany New York Pollard. The people who have made means Janae, the little girl that does yes. all the TikTok dances. Yes, her. The renegade, the, the, um, renegade. Just Libby renegade, with renegade. the fit with the hands. Yeah. <laughs> the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish I y'all could have seen that shit, man. <laughs> that I mean she did the whole thing. Like <laughs> listen. Damn. I'll be learning. I just I love the fact that this is a conversation because, uh, like you know, the like what we're saying with all these people and, all and these the honey things. bun baby. Sorry, Asante, <laughs> no. that little that little boy looking over at the looking over the lens. Oh of the my god, he's so cute hat. with the little beanie. Yeah. Yep, give him his fruit. the honey bun baby. That's right. <laughs> Yo, y'all know I took TikTok off of my phone. Good, I did too. Friend. Yeah, it was just I, had, I. Y'all know how I felt about TikTok. I felt very connected to Jason Derulo. He he brought me a lot of joy. <laughs> Listen, speaking, speaking of memes, before we go too far off of the beaten path, right? Let's go. Let's what go. y'all think about that shit when they be putting that water on the baby? It's like, ha, 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 ha. And they, put the, they squeeze that bottle it's of water. It's terrible. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? What the fuck? What the? Ha, 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 ha. The way they be squeezing that, that bottle of water. I know you find it funny, Dustin. I know you find it funny. <laughs> because babies, their babies be looking at their mama like, what the fuck is you on right now? <laughs> Bitch, I know you ain't motherfucking <laughs> Squirting a water bottle in But my did you face see the I... one where apparently she's from Black Gang Crew or something and the dad yeah. was in the back looking at her like, bitch, the like, fuck are you doing with my yes. child? Yes. Charmaine is her name. He, yes, his I'm face, no. when people were doing the close-up shots of his face, I was screaming because he was like, bitch. Okay, him and that baby doing? was looking at her like, bitch, what did you do? <laughs> <laughs> Both of them was looking at her just like that. No, the I baby, think kids need to be left out of shit. Exactly. Like, like, remember, okay, even though we found it funny, mm-hmm. the Zoom challenge. Yeah, I remember the Zoom <laughs> challenge. <laughs> they were yanking the babies out the room. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> giving them whiplash. That was crazy. <laughs> Oh. Can you imagine if all of those people would have made some sort of money from those things happening? I mean, it's at the only time. fair. Even, you fuck your yeah. kids up, you might as well get some coin for it. Now, in order for that to happen as well, so there's like a few things, well, a lot of things that need to happen in order, you know, for this to become, I guess, yeah, a one of which being only memes. <laughs> that way they can get paid for their memes. Like OnlyFans people. Oh my get God, paid. you're a fucking genius. Only memes. You're a only genius. Memes. Yeah. A genius. <laughs> What the fuck? Oh, ah, ah. Like that baby, <laughs> like that bottle of water. <laughs> Only memes. <laughs> I have to get out of here. <laughs> if they could create some kind of technology where you can't rip the video from that particular website, like you can right. circulate it, but you can't rip it. And so, um, that way, every view will count towards money. I like the only memes concept. I think that's genius. 
Thank you. Now, you're, you're uh, a only genius. Means, <laughs> Junior, a genius. Um, only means it is a great concept, but I feel like that would be one that would it would expire at some point because the the vision. I mean, I don't, I don't know if this is the actual vision, but this is the vision that I would want. Like, I don't know if you would have to pay a little bit of money to log on to the internet, but basically, whenever. Because I want it to go to everything. Like, let's say Dustin has tweeted a funny-ass fucking tweet and everybody's retweeting the fuck out that shit. Like, he should be able to get, you know, something for that shit being used. And anytime somebody even steals those words, like, if they could be like, oh, well, we matched this exact phrase to the first time it was tweeted, which was by this person. So, you know, th- royalties go. Oh, I like, wish they did that. Like, uh, just what? ways for the internet to be regulated and to where it'd be anything. So, like, let's say, friend, you're in the kitchen and you're cooking and you got your your web camera open if the camera is taking note of all the things that you're using and it's you know sending it back to um those companies like hey you know this person used this cut the you chat. know you want to cut the it, chat. exactly like let's say right now if our <laughs> zoom was live and <laughs> let's let, let's say our zoom was live and it right now it picks up each of our microphones uh that your ac in the background and it's telling people like suggested items to keep your room cool mm, or whatever yeah. like you know, like imagine if all that stuff was like automated and you could just get the money back from it you don't gotta like put in a request or say i did this like imagine just one portal that you just log in with your unique whatever and every time you put anything on the internet it is tagged right back to you and then there are ways of like monetizing that so let's say uh let's say a vacuum cleaner site they want to sell vacuums to people but they want to know who's buying their vacuum so they can figure out, you know, how to market that way. I think that these are cool ways to, like, use data and ask people for their support versus... The, with more integrity just, as opposed to with, fucking siphoning our our traffic without us even knowing. And that was the big thing with Jerron Leonard. That's Lanier, excuse me. Uh, that's why <laughs> the concept is called Jerron Leonard. Leonard, Lord. Leonard. Uh, okay. Leonard. <laughs> <laughs> Take out the dreads or keep it on the playground. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> if he, <laughs> I wish there was a way to name the episode that because you. Keep How do we do it? How do we name the episode that? <laughs> Water bottle challenge song. Oh my god! For those who don't get the reference, let me just. <laughs> Please, because so I know the, my the, mom's the, listening like, what is happening? Uh, you always remind me of that. Now I don't be on a cuss no more. No, okay, please. So, I'll tell you, my mom's a pirate. So <laughs> the um, the challenge that Fran was referring to and Asante was talking about <laughs> where the people are squeezing a, a water bottle and allowing the water to spill over onto the heads of their newborn babies and infants. <laughs> It's so There's a song up. that accompanies that challenge video, and the song makes that. <laughs> there's someone on the song making those noises, and that's that, that. Those are the points when the person makes those noises. Those are the points where you squeeze the water bottle and then spill the water onto the baby. <laughs> so the song it literally sounds like no, going, "What the fuck?" Oh, ah, ah. Like that, that's literally how it sounds, <laughs> and that's why we can't get it together. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we can't do our job. Because- no, friend, I would like to name this episode "Meanly Fans" or some shit. Cause, cause that right there, that's the one. Oh my like, god, oh my it's god. the evil world we living Jesus. in. It is. It is. <laughs> okay, Asante, back to you. Back to you. <laughs> so basically, I'm sweating. <laughs> 
Jerron, his name, it came up so many times in this conversation. Uh, he is a, a virtual, virtual reality pioneer and a chief scientist at Microsoft. So Microsoft right now is where a lot of this data is that I'm finding um, as far as data dignity is concerned. Um, they have a, a website up and it's called theartofresearch.org. And basically it's, it's like a kind of a little landing page for them where they talk about, you know, data dignity and kind of their mission for it and how they're getting into it and using research. But I just love this conversation on us being able to kind of monetize and like a general royalties, if you will. Like I was just thinking about all the ways that this could be implemented, like ways that people could sign up and, you know, give away their own, their own data the way that they want to. When you sign up for websites like Twitter, there should be something there that, you know, says because you have your unique ad or username that th you, you're tagged every time you use it. So you can get some sort of money back in case it's published on something or whatever. Like there just needs to be, or it would be beneficial to everybody if there was a way of doing this. And I know, especially as black creatives, this is a, a conversation that always comes up because a lot of our content is always being taken. Okay. Hmm. I would have said it properly, but hmm. I like taken. Um, and I just think that this is a very fair way for everybody to get what they deserve. And it's a great way for us to kind of cut out these, like this creepy advertising schemes. Like it just, it sucks that we can't have conversations about stuff like on a very small scale. I hate that when I use YouTube and I watch, you know, one music video once, sometimes they want to, they think I want to watch it all the time. I thought the artist was terrible. I don't want to watch it again. Like that needs to be <laughs> what's really happening there sometimes. But I just want to start this conversation, this dialogue about where we are, where, where we are with this. And I just wanted to take off. It sucks that it's Microsoft, but it can become an everything soft at some point. I mean, I love, I mean, I think it's important for all of this to be discussed and alternatives to be put out there because we really are being mined for our data all fucking day. Like, it's too much. Like, it's just too much. I, f I hate feeling like anything I do on the internet is just being monitored all fucking day. Same. That's Every site you go to, everything you type, everything you write, like it's like, and you know it's happening, like you feel it, and it's just it's so it's creepy. Well, and it's I don't so feel creepy, safe. and we it. don't know how how far it goes. You know, like sometimes I don't even feel Ooh. comfortable. Like if I'm in bed, you know, how sometimes you'll sleep naked or whatever, and but you'll have your phone near you. Sometimes I feel weird about that because I'm like mm -hmm. somebody could really just be watching me right now, and I'm here just thinking I'm innocently laying on my bed naked <laughs> like scrolling through my phone and then somebody's having fun on the other side and I'm completely oblivious and obviously we've watched that on like Black Mirror and just all the other uh, sci-fi shows that have discussed like the surveillance state and so that could also be why we feel that way but I also don't doubt that there's some sinister ass shit happening that we just have no idea like the tip of the Plus iceberg Plus, it sucks that it's not it's not that we're just being monitored. It's we're being monitored and people are profiting from it. And we're being like bullied when we're being monitored. Like they're, they're like doing little shit sometimes. Not bullied, but like, you know, that advertising. <clears throat> I remember when we talked before about, you know, Facebook doing that fucking experiment where, you know, they were kind of hitting people with. Oh, that, yeah. You know, the, the, the contagion, data. emotional contagion episode. That was a yeah. fucking great episode, by the way. Yeah, and and that's why like I I love this because this touched on so many episodes where we've talked about great things. You know what I'm saying? So like, advertising, they don't just show you something. Sometimes they'll show you 
10 things and they know that nine of them are going to turn you off so they can turn you on to that last one. Mm-hmm. Something that you wouldn't have even liked otherwise, but because they made you hate everything else and you see something that's kind of like, all right, I'll take this. Then you, you stuck with that one. like, Or even catering it. to your mood. Like we discussed <clears throat> in that Contagion episode where if they notice that your tweets are a little bit darker or heavier, they actually ramp up the amount of ads because they know that we're more inclined to shop when we're on a low end of our emotions, <clears throat> which is fucking retail therapy. Spineless mm-hmm. jellyfish people they are. Spineless. <laughs> Spineless jellyfish people. That's the title of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> I love the fact that this conversation comes up because Jerron, he, he speaks a lot about, um, you know, with it being data dignity, he d- speaks a lot about integrity and wanting to g- uh, give that back. And I think that well, good the problem luck, Jerron. Is- that's my twins' okay. names, Dignity and Integrity. <laughs> Twin little girls, Dignity and Integrity. Digni- dignity, Dignity, Disney, and Integrity, Infinity. That's their name. Cut names. it out. <clears throat> those, those are my I'll get you. Daughters. I'll get you your Burberry shirt for the baby shower. You know I need it. You know I need it. Your Burberry. Okay. Please. <laughs> Make sure it don't got the Blackberry. Um. So, yes. I just had to have this conversation with you folks because I knew that you would love it. And I just knew that it was something that is meaningful to the landscape because yeah. we definitely like this is just he, he talked about this. He's talked about this over time. Jerron has he has like I said, he was on The View a couple years ago and he was talking to them about a concept like this. And then the data dignity concept has been cleaned up a little bit more. And there's a really, really cool piece on The New York Times, as I was saying, Um where it's him basically talking about, you know, advertising, what data is, how it can be monetized. Like he gives you like a really, really good lesson. And it's, I want to say like a 12, maybe 15 minute video. And he's basically talking about how you, you know, how this could work. But uh, one of the major problems that I know that we're worrying about right now is um, giving data pricing power to the people. So like, you know, even though we want to sell our data or I want our data to be sold so we can make money off of it, us as people, we should still have the power not only to, you know, give up our data, but to be able to price that data as well when it's given up. But right now we're just in a state where we just give it all up, like we just give it all away. So as the conversation grows about it, you know, becoming something we monetize, I want us to be able to also talk about how we monetize it when that comes up as well. So something to think about. That's right. Don't let nobody, don't be like Larry Divine and uh, for color girls and let somebody almost walk off with, with all, all your data. Stuff. That's right. Okay. Somebody almost walked off with all my data. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Don't let them off with all your data. So that's it for me. That's the hot button for this Thank you, week. Asante Smith. Thank you, Asante. Great show. Great show. Thank you. Come on, that means so much to me, y'all. I'm about to light up now. I didn't get her anything. I was trying to work so hard. Yes, with y'all. we love it. We're here for it. Thank you, brother. I love y'all. You know, I love the show, and I, I have to do my part to you know, be better every episode as I can. Amen. So thank you, folks. Shout out to all of us. Disney Plus and Hulu are better together in the Disney bundle with new movies and series. On Disney Plus, experience the full Taylor Swift The Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with new main show performances and acoustic collection. On Hulu, follow the fantastical evolution of Bella Baxter, played by Emma Stone in the award-winning film Poor Things. All of these and more streaming this month. Get the Disney Bundle with Disney Plus and Hulu. Terms apply. See DisneyBundle.com for details.
So you ready for this week's wellness segment? Bring in the wind chime. I sure am. (laughs) (laughs) So since we've been home, I think this, honestly, I should have mentioned this months ago, but is now not the perfect time to experiment with all natural deodorants that don't have aluminum in them? Because <laughs> if you're going to be boofing. Girl, I can't. I, look, we ain't got no AC on right now. If you're going to be boofing, at made. least you'd be boofing at home. You know what I mean? In the Points comfort. were made, friend. Points were made. I met y'all both busted out laughing. Don't just be stay one friend. Don't just stay at home. Stank at home. Okay. <laughs> New, York, New York City is on a stank at home order. Okay. Friend, if you're gonna be what? Oh my god, if I ever come out with a deodorant, that is my fucking tagline. Don't just stank stay at, at home. home. Stank at home. Stank at home. Okay. <laughs> But y'all know that I have been using Lone deodorant, spelled L-O-N-E. Shout out to Lone. Lone. They've been my family for a very long time. I need to actually figure out exactly when, but I feel like it's going on seven years that I've been using them. But I had to shout them out because they actually just recently dropped a new formulation. And look how cute. It's a squeeze tube. Y'all see it? Oh, yes. So it's like a little cream. You can and really you get up in there it, with that. And you can put it on the tips of your fingers and just massage it really lightly into your pits. Or they provide this little really cute silicone uh, silicone applicator that you can use forever, too. So it's biodegradable. It's eco-friendly, sustainable. It's not something that you have to keep buying with every order. It comes with your first one, and then you let them know if you do need another one, but you won't need another one. And you can apply it and the the silicone applicator is really soft and gentle and it just kind of helps you apply it if you're someone that feels uncomfortable with using your fingers. Um, But it is so nice. I love that it's creamy. It like, especially people that are battling um, different rashes or discoloration. I just think this is such a nice feeling to not have that deodorant that like burns your pits. It's just like a nice cream. It's almost like an accompaniment to whatever moisturizer and oils you're using, you know, just like a really nurturing relationship with your deodorant, which you know, I'm totally into. And of course the scents, I have loved their scents. They have like a sweet lavender one that I swear by and have been swearing by for many years, but I tried the new creamy one. Y'all, it is so good. Jade uses it, it too. What's the flavor? <laughs> the they flavor. have um, the they have a mint Sweet one, lavender. which I'll be honest, I'm not a fan of the mint one. I just don't like smelling like mint. Like, it's yeah, a, I don't want to smell like no gum. Yeah, like you smell like a stick of gum, so that's not my personal fave. They do have an unscented one if you're someone that maybe prefers layering your scents with your oils and perfumes and mm. don't also want your fucking deodorant to have a scent, which I understand. Um, but mm. my personal fave is the lavender. Um, they also came out with a new line <laughs> and it's, uh, let me see if they have, it's a new line. Yes. That's what it's called. The Lone Deodorant Mood Collection. So mm. it's where you, it says where mood goals meet clear, smoother pits for all day protection. This collection is designed to promote whole body wellness, one simple act at a time. So this one is blended with, um, I can't even think of the word. I'm like tongue-tied. Essential oils. 
Hello, English. Mm. <laughs> it's blended with essential oils for uplifting and energizing qualities that counteract stressful situations while supporting positive feelings and optimism. I love that because we've talked about the emotional benefits that you get from using Absolutely. different essential oils. So I love that they have created a mood collection with different essential oils. So now all of a sudden, your deodorant is part of your wellness self-care practice where it's like, when they sent me the mood collection to test it out, I was like, I like this. Like, I never considered that. I need yeah. energy today. I'm going to use the energizing deodorant. <laughs> like, yeah. it's just not something that was ever part of my uh, mental capacity in the morning. It's just deodorant yeah. was deodorant. You know what I mean? So I love that they have made that something to consider in the morning when you are kind of prepping your body and your day and trying to set the tone for how you want the rest of your day to go. So definitely check out the mood collection. Like I said, they have a, an energizing one, a calming one. I love both. Both smell amazing. They are a little more on the herbal side if you're not someone that likes those more natural scents. Hey. Uh, not that kind of herbal. <laughs> <laughs> but we do need to come back to the herbs later. I, I have questions at the end of this wellness segment, but we'll come back. <laughs> but I will personally co-sign the two from the mood collection because Jade and I use them and swear by them. And I swear by the bold collection that's the one that works really well i've been using it for months now i you know ride my bike go on runs even just having it in the house whatever it is i have never had an issue with smelling weird the guys can co-sign they hug me every time we see never, each other ever. never had an issue with that so trust me when i tell you something to use and honestly if you haven't made that transition to a natural deodorant like i said now's the time most of us are going to be home for a while and your body does need to transition out of aluminum-based deodorants. It needs to purge, for lack of a better word. Um, and I think now is a good time to do that and get that transition started. Obviously, it's going to be different for everybody based on your body and your perspiration levels. But I just wanted to put that out there because I love this new creamy formula. I just love it. Yeah. I think it's so cool, so soft, smells so good. It's a completely different relationship with your deodorant. So that's LoneDeodorant.com, L-O-N-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T.com, LoneDeodorant.com. Tell them I sent you. They have the best customer service on the face of this earth. Anyone who has dealt with them will tell you. You can read the reviews on the site. They're this sweet, angelic family that works together on this company. Everyone has a different job. It's like the dream family they're all so kind so it. sweet you know they work on these products for us that are made with love not mass shout made out to Lone, yeah shout out to loan so wanted to put that out into your awareness because honestly uh i think it was when i was in iceland <clears throat> i had some pictures excuse me with maya we were in the blue lagoon and I had my arms up. And it's funny because a lot of people in the comments were like, yo, how are your armpits so nice? <laughs> <laughs> like, you don't have, like, razor bumps, discoloration. I'm like, honestly, it's the deodorant I use. It's made Shout with incredible Lone. nurturing ingredients that just allow the skin, which is so soft and, and, and tender, uh, to be healthy down there because I don't have a bunch of chemicals, a bunch of shit and a bunch of random shit that a lot of times you don't even need in a deodorant because a lot of times they put shit that's more so about plugging the sweat than actually like working with your body's 
natural needs. So check exactly. it out. Lone deodorant. Tell them I sent you. And that's it for this week's wellness segment. That's right. Leave me alone. Leave me alone. <laughs> Leave me alone. Well, let's get back to them herbs, Frank. Uh-huh. Which ones? <laughs> Well, so just real quickly, and you know, because you was talking about the embodiment spray, and I know I can't spray Ooh, no spray on the so earth, but um, um, I read somewhere, and I've always seen, like, you know, I remember going to Amsterdam, and they had like the herb blends you could buy to smoke with. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on? And I'm not talking about you know my herb, you know the the herb that we always talk about. I'm talking about real actual herbs, and I, I know it's crazy, but I really am. What are your thoughts on smoking herbs? Um, I was reading somewhere that it's beneficial for you, and I was like, "Is this for real?" Can I? You know, I can't speak from firsthand experience because I've never smoked herbs, Uh, but I hear, I hear debates on it. I hear opposing Mm. views because there are some people that I know that say, and this is coming from like herbalists that I know that anything that you burn. And then inhale is never going to be good for you. It doesn't matter what it is. It could be fucking rose petals, chamomile, weed. If you're burning it. Hey! (laughs) (laughs) As soon as you're burning and inhaling that, you're already working against your body. But then there Mm. are people that I know that, like Jade adds chamomile and lavender Mm -hmm. to her weed. And she loves it. She enjoys it. There are people I've, I know you've seen even like on Twitter and Instagram that'll like uh, roll up rose petals and smoke like weed crushed up with different mm-hmm. herbs. And it's, I mean, they seem to be enjoying it. So I think it's something you'd have to try for yourself. Like I said, I hear opposing views. So I don't know where I stand. Y'all know that I do my own research usually. Like I'll, I go by how it makes me feel, but I've never smoked herbs. So I can't say. Sounds like I need to do it the friend way and just try for try myself. Try field okay. research. Try yourself. But you can ask well, Jade because she swears by it. She always has a little chamomile and lavender I know she bag. always be putting stuff in her blind. <laughs> I'd be like, pack. I don't know what all... I'm like, what are you wrapping up in this blunt? Like, it just feels like, so like... I'm like, I know you're a chef girl, but damn, I'm not going to cook all this. Like, I'm going to just smoke this. But she swears by yes. it and loves it. Dustin, you've never put nothing in yours? Like rose petals and shit? <clears throat> I haven't. <laughs> The slightest <laughs> idea what it is you're speaking of. <laughs> Perhaps we should continue this convo offline. <laughs> with that said, we are back to Asante Smith with the Music Man segment. What you got for us this week, Asante? Ladies and gentlemen, before we get to the Music Man segment, um, I have something that I should have just said earlier in the episode, but I have to say it now because my ADD will get the best of me. And this actually could have gone towards the TV Land segment, but here we are now. I have a friend, um, somebody I went to school with. Her name is Jasmine, excuse me, Jasmine Bachelor. Now I was going to say her Instagram name. Um, Jasmine Bachelor is in a movie. It's called The Surrogate. Ooh. Ladies, ladies and gentlemen, please just support my homegirl, my friend, my classmate, Jasmine Bachelor. We went to school. That's so cool. Congratulations, was... Jasmine yeah, Bachelor. The the movie is called The Surrogate. You can look it up. Um, go to Instagram, type in at the surrogate movie, or if you want to just say congratulations, congratulations to Jasmine. Her Instagram is Jasmine Lachelle. I just wanted to shout her out because I'm gonna watch this movie. Is it about soon. Natalia Grace? <laughs> no, it's not. Um, this this woman's having a baby. I'm going to give this away. Spoiler alert. This, but you know what? Never mind. Because it kind of, 
Never mind. Why, just go see the circuit, and maybe you'll see why that was actually Ooh, pretty funny. I miss saying that, that name. All right, friend. Somebody <laughs> gonna tap. Somebody gonna tap you on the shin and be, and be like, "Are you talking about me?" <laughs> on the shin. <laughs> why anyway. you came with that voice? <laughs> <laughs> right. That's not how she sounded on Doctor Phil. No. <laughs> Yo, my fucking stomach hurts, bro. Maybe All right, so there. <laughs> <laughs> back to music. Um, Yo, shout out to sweating today. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh my god, the fireworks just started. Fuck off, god damn it! Boop, boop, boop. All right, I just want to give a couple quick shout outs for the music segment. Um, first shout out I want to give to is Easter Ray. Hey. Um, we just wrapped another amazing season of Insecure, which and means Chris and friend another amazing Lord, another Jesus. amazing season of Insecurity. Um, Thank you. Yes. A- along with along with those beautiful raps, um, Easter Ray decided to give us what she always gives us, and that's a compilation of the bomb ass, sexy ass music mm-hmm. that be on the show. Um, I'm not sure if this is on all social media or all streaming platforms. But for sure, if you go to Spotify and you type in radio, R-A-E-D-I-O, you will find a playlist from this season, which is season four's Insecure uh, motion picture, excuse me, music from the HBO original series. So go check it out. Like we said earlier, you know, we were talking about Kirby and Lucky Day. They're definitely on there with Velvet, the remix, you feel me? Um, There are 17. Go ahead. Excuse me. No, that first song by Juicy Fruit is the shit. The very first track on there is by a Juicy Fruit, and it's the jam. I think I Never know. Lonely. That shit is dope. It's the shit. Oh, wait, no. Oh, uh, it's the second track, Eat, Eat Itself. Or the second track, excuse me, y'all. I the, went yeah. on to, well, yeah, that, that's the, <laughs> that Juicy Fruit song is a jam. <laughs> yeah, the, everything on there is a jam. You know, you've got you, you some. <laughs> you got some Jadena on there, some Rico Nasty, some Raven Linnae. Oh, Raven Linnae. Buddy on there, Rafael Sadiq. I mean, just a bomb ass. As sexy as the show was. Hi, Rafael. The, <laughs> speaking of sexy, um, the music was just as sexy. Hi. So make sure you spend a little time with the music. And that's coming from me, the music man. Y'all know y'all got to just sit with that, that soundtrack. And maybe it'll take you back to, to some fucked up moments from this season. Damn. Like I said, it was a good ass season. It really like, was. I have to say, they took us on... Several roller coasters, and I think it ended perfectly. I yes. agree, and I'm still looking for Latoya, and that's being turned into a scripted podcast. Ain't that here. something? It so actually, cool. yes. I think it it dropped today. Mm. I feel, I think, so cool. Yeah, which is dope. Oh, shit, we need to go looking for Latoya. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I wanted to make sure I shout out Issa Rae for radio. Um, a lot of good, a lot of cool, great, awesome music came out. I didn't get to listen to most of it. I only got to listen to a few tracks off of Chloe and Halle's Ungodly Hour. Um, those are my girls. I just love Chloe and Halle. Um, there's some explicit songs on there. I just, whenever I see the word explicit on an album, that means I have to listen or I need to listen. And there were only a few tracks that had the explicit on there. So I definitely listened to those. I love Chloe and Halle. I love their last project, and I love this one too. I love, I love. They're so beautiful. They're growing up to be so beautiful. Oh, oh! <laughs> That's what we're doing. Oh, oh, oh. 
<laughs> I love Chloe and Holly. Shout out to them. Class of 2020. Ungodly Hour is the shit. What they say, don't ask for, never ask for permission. Ask for forgiveness. Ooh. I love Chloe Ooh. and Holly. Ungodly Hour bangs. And my favorite song is, is it called Bad Girls? Hold on. You know, you know, girl? Mark. Baby girl. You know, Mark says that me and him are Chloe and Holly. <laughs> 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 He'd be like, "Come on, Chloe." I love that. Um, <laughs> shout out to Mark. Shout out to Chloe Halley. They have yes. one feature or just one track with features on it. It's Catch Up featuring Michael Made It, which you know don't really count. But um, it's featuring Sway Lee. That's the real feature in my eyes. Um, and not to discredit Mike Will because he be producing the fuck out of tracks. But uh, Mike Will made it. Sway Lee, they're literally the only two other names that you're going to see on Chloe and Halle's project. And I love that because the project is super, super solid without... Like, I don't listen to any track and think I need or I would like to hear you know, this person or that person on it, which is something I do quite often. So to say that I didn't have to do it and I was pleased speaks volumes, especially coming from these young, young ladies. So shout out to Chloe and Halle. Again, that's Ungodly Hour. Check them out. Um... Because this album is recent, you know, they're doing their thing where they have to do their promo performances and uh, they performed on YouTube's, uh, you know, they were doing the the thing for the graduates. Chloe and Holly are just amazing. I love everything that they do. Like, I love the video for Do It, but watching them perform um, on that where they were doing it for the, the, excuse me, the graduates was amazing. But they have another performance that they did with the Today Show and that came out today or the yesterday. The Drone Mm-hmm. Love, love, love the production that they put into their outdoor performance. Like it, Chloe and Holly is just a shit. Just, just support all things them. If you don't feel like going to listen to the whole album, just at least go watch the visuals, which may in turn make you go listen to the whole album. So, I will be pleased. I, it is fire. I love them. Love, love, love them. Can't get enough of them. And I'm trying to not. Someone posted a, a gif of Beanie Man dancing from the verses, and they said that those were. <laughs> Chloe and Halle's neighbors <laughs> while they were making the <laughs> But please tell me, right? Please tell me you've seen that meme of Joe and Linda walking. Dustin got me dead. So that was the neighbors in the backyard. Please tell me you've seen that meme of Delroy Lindo. He just walking. Yes. Like he just oh my God. And people keep changing the music. <laughs> yes, it's so yes. damn good. Someone made a whole thread. That right there would gave me the most. I got to do one. I'm going to do it on my IG story. <laughs> <laughs> Girl, if you put it to closer, I will fall out. Watch. Like I'm going to find the right song. <laughs> Give me a day. Y'all know what was funny that we never talked about was that stank walk challenge that everybody was doing. Oh my God. Song. I love that. <laughs> yeah, and then it's like free crab legs or whatever. It, it, oh, it was old boy and his mama. That shit was so. <laughs> and yes. then they ran funny. out. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. Shout out to y'all, man. Y'all be creative as fuck. I love it. Yes, so damn creative. Love it. Love us. Love the people. Love us. Um, again, so much came out of music. I guess y'all can just tweet and tell me what y'all been listening to because y'all always do that anyway. Outside of that, I want to get into the listens lately. Lately, with these people here. So, Fran and Dustin, I would love for you both to tell me what you've been listening to lately. You know, ladies first, Fran. I've taken please. it back a bit to my Neo Soul era, which I always have to dip into. Um, mm. Y'all remember Afro Blue? 
With Robert Glasper, mm-hmm. Ninth Wonder, Erica Badu, and Fonte. I thought you was talking about the girl that used to be on the Bad Girls. Girl <laughs> Who the that fuck had the is afro that? named Blue. She her name was Blue. <laughs> oh my god, her, her real name was like Jonica, but she, her she they called her Blue, and she was an ancient. And she like, had an afro. Her name I was what? Blue. Electronica. Blue. Jonica. Jonica. But they called oh. her. But they called her Blue because she had a, a little blue streak in her afro. Child, no, that is not. That is not. So oh, okay, the then. song is called Afro Blue, and this is how it goes. Once again, Afro Blue, Robert Glasper, Ninth Wonder, Erica Badu, and Fonte. And then lastly, actually, I got to give this second one. I got to give credit to our baby sis, Ari Lennox, because she was posting. Shout out to Ari. Shout out to Ari. Ari. Forever, my love. She was posting what she was listening to on her IG, like on her in-feed, just like screenshots of her Spotify. And then she reminded me of this fucking song, D'Angelo and the RH Factor. I'll stay. And I literally was playing it for the rest of the day. I was like, this is a jam and this is how it goes. That's all right, mother says, son, listen, you know, <laughs> he said, I'll, I'll stay. stay. <laughs> I was gonna start going. Ooh, he said, I'll stay because I know she's coming back. What? Just mm-hmm. that's it. That's it for me. All right, Dustin Ross, what about you? You know, I don't really have any listens lately. This week I've been listening to Chloe and Holly's album. So that's real. I'm on I'm on Ungodly Hour right now. Um everything yeah. else. Hey. I was posting a little shit, but just older things. But I've been on that Chloe and Holly vibe. Word. Well, I love that. I have a random, random, random artist that I want to um I want to highlight really fast. I'm trying to find it on here because I realized that I can't play it on my computer to y'all. <laughs> that was so dumb of me. Um but yeah, I would just I like I love my Spotify's um 
like recently added or like recommended songs. Like I love whenever they recommend me music just because I like kind of. That's the best. Going, I discovered so many people that way. Yeah, like just kind of losing myself. That's the only time that I will kind of allow. Uh, well, no, I want to say I was gonna say I kind of allow advertising to get involved. If if it's other artists trying to market themselves, I like that. But whenever it's big companies and all that, no, I ain't really about that. So this artist, her name is Joanna Teeters. I hope it's Teeters. It looks like Peters with a T. But Joanna Teeters, she, I don't know who this woman is. I just love this this little song I heard. It's called Recall, but um, she has a lot of music from before this. This is a song that came out last year, but she dropped like, two or three projects the year before that. Like, this is somebody that I I ain't know nothing about, but I'm going to actually, like, go through and, like, listen to some more of her music just because she's so, she's so soulful. So, little soulful white girl. I was like, okay, she white. <laughs> anyway, this is Joanna Teeters, and this song is called Recall. Milk on the Could you make a list of the things that I hated? Don't include the sweet, just the sour Could you remind me why I needed some space I think it was that week in December Was it the way that we walked a different pace I really just can't seem to that on my like I, I don't know what was even playing before but I remember being like I need to hurry up and go change my Spotify mm -hmm. because I don't know what's going on but then that song came on and it was vibing for a second I was like this is beautiful like this is the like tone I want to be in right now I'll like, be running I'll, to the computer so it won't go to the next artist and then I'll lose it <laughs> right okay because that history don't always be it history it'll be so always history okay oh I don't like that but again, that was recalled by uh, Joanna Teeters. I shout out to her. Thank you for doing that, sis. I'm gonna go through and listen to some more of your music, just because I really, really enjoyed that song. Um, that really does it for the Music Man segment. Now, I would love for you to take it away, Dustin Ross. Please tell us what have you been watching. Got a couple action items this week. First up. T.I. and Tiny's Friends and Family Hustle has been amazing. I told you guys it's the best um, show that is positive with no drama, but still extremely entertaining. Um, really? You like made, it? Oh, my Oh my God. Yes. Like this prime example. It's just there's certain types of blackness that surface in these episodes that just really tickle me. <laughs> prime example, Latoya Luckett and her husband were arriving at the um, trip, the cash trip that they all took to Mexico. They arrived a little later than everybody else. And when they came in the room, 
they were both so impressed by like the villa they were staying in. They was doing what you do, you know, when you go somewhere like that, you be like, "Oh, this is nice! Like, <laughs> this is so nice!" And so he started like hitting the mattress and like the pillows, like, "Look at this!" And he was hitting, it and she was like, "I'm gonna need you to stop beating the mattress, please." And then she, uh, it went straight to her confessional, and she was like, uh, "See, I can't take him nowhere." I'm telling you, y'all, it's just. There's just these colloquialisms and shit that they say. It's just the best. It's so that good. That is funny. But on this past episode, um, it chronicled how the information was revealed to the whole family that the soundbite went viral of T.I. Mm. saying that he took his daughter to the gynecologist and had her hymen oh, checked. Oh, gosh, yeah. So you get to see this whole fallout in the family in real time. And Deja was really affected by that. And her relationship with her dad was affected by that. And it was just really good to see, like, her cousins and shit, you know, talking to her, trying to support her. Um, and then uh, the siblings, uh, the, as tight of a bond as the siblings have, because, like, her and Zanique, just, you know, very tight. Zanique was offering her support. Regine was there. It's just an amazing show. So watch that, especially so you can be nosy and get the inside info about the <laughs> T.I. and Deja situation. And next week they show that T.I. actually brought Deja's birth, Deja's mom onto his podcast expeditiously, and they have a conversation about it. So I'm interested to see how that turns out. Also, Monica's, Monica's kids are funny, so watch it because they say <laughs> funny stuff every episode. So there's that. Second thing I want to bring to you guys' attention, recently on T.S. Madison's Queen Supreme Court, um, she was talking about the television show Friends and how uh, one of the creators of Friends was saying how, you know, they weren't as inclusive as they could have been with the show, blah, blah, blah. blah. And so um, T.S. Madison's guest, this um, comedian named Samson McCormick, said that he was telling the uh, viewers how uh, the characters from Friends were actually inspired by the characters on Living Single. Um, mm. And so when he said that a lot of people didn't really know that and T.S. Madison, this is what took me out, y'all. T.S. Madison responded like, well, I knew it. That's why I ain't never really watched that motherfucking shit. This she, this she gonna say, this, this she gonna say, y'all. She started like doing the theme song to Friends. Where I tell you, I was about to pass out. So please, y'all. Weren't you on it recently? Um, I wasn't on the Queen Supreme Court again, but what I was on was Maddie in the morning. Maddie in the um, morning, because I got yes. a ton of people hitting me saying that. Um, actually, I got an email from someone who is in love with you, Dustin. He even sent me pictures of himself to send to you. And he was like, I was home and, and Maddie's show came on and I heard Dustin's voice and turn around and... I mean, he he played it play by play in the like email. That? I should read the email, but I don't want Dustin to blush. <laughs> but that's how you read it, friends. It is. <laughs> I don't try to shut me up. <laughs> so that was good, and um, you know. Oh, also, so there's one more thing that I want to talk about. Number two, one, um, Eva Marcia. But why the guy write Dustin's crush See, as the had, subject thought, line? Wait, as the subject the line to the email. <laughs> See, I probably I deserve this because I didn't did a lot of stuff on this show to my co-host, and so you know, I'm gonna let y'all have y'all moment. Right I'm glad his friend that's it's getting fine. you. I'm Dustin's gonna let y'all have crush. y'all moment. I deserve this right now. And shout out to um, the how soul does who said it feel? Uh, I just want no fame. So thank you. Um, and to the beautiful soul, you know, that sent that. I appreciate that. How Fran. does it so, You can see how beautiful everything else is for them pictures. So, 
You down with OPP? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know me now. Okay, so all right. Uh, uh, also, want to give a uh, shout out to Eva Marcel who revealed that she will not be returning for season thirteen. Yeah, but don't they always do that and then they come back the following season? I don't understand. There's, oh, they not often the new girls. Take breaks. They often don't go. Now this was Eva has spent three seasons on this show. <laughs> Two as a full time oh, peach, yeah. peach holder, one as um, a friend of the show, and uh, she decided not to come back this year. I actually kind of was hoping for her to come back, although she left a little bit to be desired last year. I feel like a season of Eva and Portia having the big conflict and them going at each other, you know, full throttle, unbridled, not holding back, I felt like that would have been interesting to watch. But Bravo must not have, so she's not going to be there next year. I just want to share that with everybody. And in related Real Housewives news, I have a gem for you guys. Uh-oh. Nene sent you a message to read on here? I said a gem. <laughs> oh. There is a Real Housewives of Johannesburg that has recently surfaced, y'all. And when I tell you, it, Let is, me. it is exactly what you want. And to prove my point, okay... To prove my point, first of all, you can go on YouTube and find it. So just go on YouTube and search Real Housewives of Johannesburg. But to prove my point, I want to play for you all one of the taglines from the women on the show, okay? And it goes a little something like this. I've traveled the world. I've got a beautiful home. I love to love. Money chose me. She said, I've traveled the world. I have a beautiful home. I love to laugh. Money chose me. Ooh. That's her tagline. Mm. So if you don't get it by that, that this is what you need to watch, I don't know what to tell you. But for those of you that do, Ooh, look good. go on YouTube like Asante is right now and watch The Real Housewives of Johannesburg. And you can thank me later. And that's all I have for the TV land. The series. production looks very, very... Wait, wait, wait. Is this a Bravo or they just did this on their own? It is a Bravo-related... Um, network okay so there what? you have it real housewives of johannesburg y'all enjoy and that's it for the tv land that really was that was a gem because i will be tuning it the looks yes i'm just looking at the little yeah. screen caps too this ain't nini this is some new new so enjoy <laughs> it okay I guess that wraps it up for us this week you guys have anything you want to say before we get up out of here no, it's Toto's power me. <laughs> I just want to say, no, nah, I'm just playing. I ain't got nothing else to say. It's Thank y'all. <laughs> okay. As always, we love you guys so much. Thank you guys for listening, and we will catch you guys next week. Stay black and protect your magic. Bye, y'all. Bye. Justin and so good. Thousands of spring deals at your Nordstrom Rack store. Save big today on new arrivals from Kate Spade, New York, Nike, Sam Edelman, Free People, and Madewell, starting at only $30. Great brands and great prices on dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags, and more. So rack your look and get first dibs on spring styles you want now from just $30 at your Nordstrom Rack store. What will you find?